What are we talking about today, Adam? We are talking about the great state of Texas. That's a wild bunch down there, and there's some wild things going on in Texas. So uh, hopefully you all enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mishmash Men. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode. It was a little combiner episode with the larger cast of crew. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I hope you enjoyed both parts, the RFTB side, if you listen to it, and the Mishmash Men. Both were... They were both different, both fun. Yeah, it was a good topic. Yeah. Um, we got we to gotta keep hitting that up. I was talking to our friend Tony mm-hmm. this morning, and uh, we met for breakfast, and um, I told him about the podcast. I sent it to him because uh, he and I share a lot of interest in that yeah. education and uh, workforce stuff. Yeah, we but. could probably talk about that specifically for... There's, it's so multifaceted, yeah. like the, the problem or if it, you know, whatever it is, it's, there's so many things that are tangled up into it. So it's a, every time we end up talking about something new. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering, I am Adam Mauser, my partner in crime, Dusty Labar. Hello everybody. So, uh, we're glad to have you this week. Uh, this week's a little bit different, um, as is our traditional mishmash men to kind of jump around. Um, Dusty, I, I talked to you before we started recording, mm-hmm. Are you tracking what's going on in Texas? So typically, I, I mean, I stay on top of things from time to time, or at least I have a little idea what's going on. But I, when you said what's going on in Texas, I, I have no idea. So I'm going to be learning this. I'm probably people know what's going on, but I have no idea. So I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know how much people know because it's difficult to get um, solid information yeah. or it might even just be pushed down below the fold, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, things are coming to a head over the invasion and I'm going to call it the invasion now, uh, the illegal immigration that's occurring down oh, at our southern border. Oh, gotcha. And it really came to a point at this place called Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. There are probably many other places where this is occurring. Okay. Um, but Eagle Pass gets a lot of uh, attention because of what's going, what's going on. Is it just free-flowing people across the border pretty much? Yeah. Is that what it is? And. Uh, you know, the argument is, hey, we need to accept these people. They're they're want to take asylum in our country. But yeah, if you're fleeing from war or you're fleeing from bad stuff, yeah, you bring your family with you. Yeah, they're not bringing their families. It's a bunch of military age men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's questionable really where they come from. Ah. So uh, so at any rate, that's been going on for for a long time. Yeah. And so the Texas governor finally had enough. He activated the National Guard. Okay. And they put up razor wire to block this particular part where many uh, folks were invading our country mm-hmm. and in Texas. And uh, so the Biden administration upped the ante a bit. And they um, sent down federal agents mm-hmm. to stop that, to allow it to be open some more. So they went down to stop the National Guard from blocking the border, basically. Right. Yeah. Because in general... Uh, the Constitution, uh, that responsibility is pointed directly to the federal government. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to that, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So uh, so that was gone, kind of going back and forth. Well, the, the Guard and any other Texas agents that Abbott um, has appointed, they blocked it again, and now they're preventing these agents from keeping it open. Yeah. So it's getting kind of, it's like this tit-for-tat kind of mm-hmm. chess game. Uh, it went to the Supreme Court this last week. Yeah. And the Supreme Court ruled five to four that the federal government has the uh, right to keep that open. Oh. Yeah. So 
Um, Based on what? That it's just part, it's in. Because it's their responsibility, the federal government's responsibility. To protect the border or not protect the border? Protect from invasion. Okay. So um, on that note, uh, Andy got upped again over the past day and a half. Um, uh, Well, in the meantime, before I get to that, uh, now the, the number of other states that are that have signified their support, either written or through statements, mm-hmm. uh, 25 states and counting are supporting Governor Abbott, and he's, and they are willing to send their guard, their National Guard, activate them, mm. send them to Texas to help. Okay. Um, so you, you see it's really starting to get interesting. So um, let, me, let me pull up the, um, the section of the Constitution because I'm going to read that portion in just a second. It'll this, be quick. This is the portion that says that the, the federal government has the responsibility of controlling the border? Uh, no, that's oh. that's through throughout. It's okay. like that's one of their jobs. Okay, gotcha. Um, is to raise, a, raise an army yeah. uh, for the purposes of levying war against another nation. Gotcha. So, um, so anyway, the um, let me run through SCOTUS. Uh, so now Texas has said, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Supreme Court, but now I'm going to, um, I have other agents because what Biden is threatening to do, the administration is threatening to do is federalize the Texas National Guard, which means they're no longer under control by um, Texas. The, uh, by Governor Abbott. Yeah. And then that's where these other States, there are 25 states worth of National Guard soldiers. That's where they can come in. So play. basically the government's saying, I'm, an, I'm now going to employ these guys, and I'm going to tell them to stop. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, um, so anyway, uh, what Abbott is doing is perfectly legal according to the Constitution. Uh, and this is in Section 1, Article 10 of the, of the Constitution. And they're talking about the different obligations. Section 10 is about states entering into treaties, alliances, mm-hmm. Doing things kind of on their own. Okay. Um, and it's it limits what the states can do because the implication is the federal government's responsible for that. Yeah. Uh, so this paragraph, it's real quick. It's like three sentences. No state shall, con- without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or the foreign power, or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. So if you're in being invaded, let's say we are completely different circumstance. Let's say we were uh, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and there's a hordes of Canadians coming down, and we're trying to stop them. Mm-hmm. Or there's a standing army that has invaded Canada, and now they're making their way down here, and you can't get troops up there fast enough. Well, of course, that North Dakota um, governor can activate his guard, and they can do what they need to do. Yeah, I gotcha. Because they're being evaded. Yeah. So um, so now he's doing that. So now now it's getting real interesting. This is where the interesting part's coming in. The um, uh, So Biden can federalize the Texas National Guard, but then Abbott has now said, like in a statement, said, well, I have other armed people, employees within the state that I can apply. Yeah. You know, I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it because Article 1, Section 10 says I can do it. So he's saying that we are being invaded. Yes. And that I have my, I, you guys aren't bringing troops. I have the right to protect Texas. Right. Essentially. The, te- the, the state and the citizens of Texas. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, and, and one more thing on the evasion, and we'll, we'll just discuss it. And if you've got any questions, we can hash it out. The, um, there were 10 former FBI executives, mm-hmm. in addition to Christopher Ray, the, the current FBI director, who actually called this an invasion. He says, this is a red blinking light for our nation, where we have an invasion of um, military-age men pouring into the nation through our porous borders. Yeah. It's just allowed to happen. You know, the border guards are just letting them in, mm-hmm. uh, specifically along the southern border. And um, these 10 executives came out with a written letter, and they posted it to or sent it to um, uh, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm said, hey, this is a problem. you got this invasion coming. Uh, so they're even calling it invasion. So you have all these little factors and all this stuff that culminate. you got the Biden administration uh, doing their thing, trying to allow that to happen, apparently. And then you have uh, the governor of Texas and a tw- at least 25 other governors saying that we're, we are behind you. We're going to support you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this culmination point is probably going to happen about the, you know, at some point next week. Yeah. There's also... Uh, a a trucker's convoy being planned. It's three different convoys converging along the border. Mm-hmm. One of them is the one of, of note is the one that's coming from Virginia somewhere uh, down to, uh, and they're going to convoy all the way down to Eagle Pass, that place mm-hmm. we first started talking about. Uh, but up to 700,000, at least right now. Truckers? Truckers. What are they going to do, block the border? Uh, just a protest, sign of solidarity with... Uh, but are they going to like physically block the roads to get in is that the is that the plan i don't know i think what their plan is to bring notoriety to it just to bring attention like hey there's a problem here just like the tech the truckers up in um, up in canada well, if biden tries to freeze their bank accounts we'll know it's all it's all nonsense it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me it wouldn't surprise me so is the what would be the benefit of the of the federal government trying to keep the borders open like why would they want that to be por- a porous border are they saying that because these people are refugees, political refugees, they need to come in? Or they're they're saying they're refugees, that they deserve a chance. Uh, one side argues, we need these people here. Uh, let, me, let me back up. One side is stating that, uh, yeah, we need, we need to let these people in. It's a humanitarian crisis, okay. and we need to bring them in. Okay. Now, if you recall, um, in the years past, there were a number of cities, and might even be states, that declared themselves sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. I think it was just cities. Yeah. Um, and so Abbott and DeSantis called their bluff, said, okay, well, we're going to take these illegal immigrants and we're going to bus them to, to your the location. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And let you deal with it. Martha's Vineyard. He dropped them off at Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Right. Uh, New York City, Chicago. Uh, and it's it's making it very real for everyone yeah. that that, that uh, the citizens of that locality now, their, their politicians said X. They may or may not have been paying attention. They may or may not have cared at the time. But yeah. now it's getting very real, like, oh, this is a problem. This is now, – now we need to start paying attention to what's going on in politics. So it's, yeah. a, it's kind of a good thing. It's, it's an ugly way to do it, but I think it's the only way to do it. Do you think the reality is <clears> – I've heard this said a thousand times. I don't know what the truth to it is. But they assume that the people that are coming across the border in terms of, like, the, the party that's in power right now – views these people as voters and will vote for them. That's the argument from the other side. One side says uh, we need to be humanitarian yeah, and we need to let everybody in. Yeah. The other side says they're just trying to increase, increase their voter rolls. Yeah. Cause they, they ship back. Um, I heard that they were shipping back people that were from, uh, I forget which country it was a communist South American country. 
I think it was Cuba. They were. It may have school. been Cuba or may have been. Is there another? What other South American country? Uh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. And they were like, they were shipping them back. And they were like, why do you think the only reason they would ship them back is, well, typically people that escape communism vote more right. Yes. So that, that, so that I mean, does make sense. But why, why does the border have to be porous? Like, why can't we just, it, it takes time. But why can't these people go through a process to get across the border? Like to really dive into, isn't that the way it's supposed to work? That's the way it's supposed to work. Like we, you know, you come, hey, where you're from, in, information, you know, where you come, what's going on. And then we, then you are allowed to pass. And that way they can, you know, if there's somebody coming across that's trying to do harm to America, you can kind of try to filter those people out right. before they get across. Like why not do that versus, versus just have a, a free-for-all run across. That's, that's the way it should be, and that's the way almost every other country in the world does it, yeah. where uh, you have to demonstrate your value to that country that you're trying to immigrate to. Mm-hmm. So if if the nation is quote-unquote full, if we're pretty full, then yeah. they're going to say, okay, well, demographically, we don't have a whole lot of engineers or doctors or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so what what can you do for us? How can you contribute to our culture and our society yeah um after you become a citizen because once we let you in that now the process really starts to pick up speed yeah you're not going to be a drain to our society essentially right why do you think it is then um i don't know i'm not trying to get off topic but why do you this is the topic why do you think it is that like if you you hear people all the time talk about like there's doctors that are here that are on like work visas yeah and then they're like worried like they have to it's they have to follow the the rules and they have to do everything right and then if they don't they'll send them back yeah. But now they're just like, just let all these people through. So it seems like if you follow the rules, you are held to like you, like it's easier to get kicked out or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever versus these people that are just flowing across. That, that That's the, all those things that you said does indicate to me that what they're looking for is to overrun the country. Yeah. The, the folks that are most interested in a porous border of letting yeah. fighting age men into this nation uh, unencumbered and in not only that but like in california they're they're giving them free tuition free health care yeah um they're they, like look what we can do for you right yeah. and and so it's just going to continue to drain our system and and crumble the nation from the inside that that's my opinion that's yeah. why it's being that's why it's happening do you think the biden administration is shaking in their boots right now because of how good trump is doing oh i'm sure they are they got to be a little worried right because they're very worried because Biden's not doing very good, like in in the polls that I've seen, yeah. he's not doing very good at all. And and traditionally, polling uh, over samples um, the left traditionally. So is, uh, so someone like a Republican or someone I'm gonna, I'm not going to say Republican because it's there's a lot of contention there. So someone that is conservative, uh, and when I say conservative, a classical liberal. A classical liberal is someone that thinks um, you know I I know your politics. You're a classical liberal. I'm a classical liberal. Yeah. A uh, classical liberal is someone that government, leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Yeah. It's not the liberal that we think of today because liberal is all, it, it was just a name that was coined uh, several decades ago because uh, Marxist uh, fell out of favor. Fascism fell out of favor because back in the early 20th century, fascism was like this popular thing. Yeah. We need to have more government control over yeah. industry. Because it's safer. It's yeah. better for us at the, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So fascism was a means of exerting control by the government onto uh, private industry. Yeah. Um, it's not the bad word that, oh, you're a fascist means you like a police state. That's, that's not a fascist. A fascist, fascism 
is government control by or controlled by the government of private industry. So anyway, they they love that term fascism yeah. until it fell out of favor during World War Two. Yeah, with gotcha. uh, Mussolini, uh, progressive that fell out of favor. Yeah, I gotcha. It's the same ideal. So then they started calling themselves liberals. It's it's flopped right over the past thirty years. Like what you would consider the like a liberal to be what it is now is totally different, right? Because you'd think it to be like, like, I think you were just trying to touch upon it. Like a liberal 30 years ago was saying the same things that what you, what people are calling like right or, or conservative is what they're, what they're saying now, like freedom of speech, right. freedom of this, freedom of that. Well, that used to be like the, the coin for a liberal. Right. Like I want, now it's the opposite. Now we've switched it, somehow. It's, um, and, and this is why I don't like the word conservative. Yeah. Because what are we conserving? Because the, the the nation has diverged so far from this constitutional republic yeah. uh, foundation mm-hmm. that you know we have this this idea that the federal government's the one in charge, and if the federal government levies this rule or law, mm-hmm. um, then now the states have to comply with it. That's not really true. Yeah, because the with the way the Constitution we read the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, both of those amendments, specifically the Ninth for individuals, specifically, um, I pull it up because it's a quick read. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Mm-hmm. So this really highlights that um, the Constitution was written as a negative liberties document. Yeah. In other words, we're going to prescribe what the federal government can do, and then by the by the states by extension, yeah, uh, what they're allowed to do. Everything else belongs to the people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so licensing of fishing. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be licensing fishing. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, it, you know, it's a ridiculous thing to do. We shouldn't be licensing driving. Yeah, we shouldn't be licensing cutting hair. All those kinds of things that I've yeah. complained about I, before. That's really funny that you brought that up. I uh, I talked to my barber recently, mm-hmm. and she was telling me like what she has to go through to be a barber. Yeah, and it's the most nonsensical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, um, like capitalism would say. If you're a bad barber, you won't survive. You'll be a poor barber. You will be. Yeah, you'll be bad. Like it, you'll yeah. you'll have to close. So these people come in and they don't. It's a it's government organization that comes in and says yes, you can run a shop, not based on this person's ability to cut hair whatsoever. It's like, did you drop those scissors on the floor? Did you do this? Did you do this? And right. she was explaining to me. I was like, I never even gave that any thought. That what a wild thing that that is. Yeah. That you could just have a person that's just controlling whether you can open a business or keep your business open based on something that in my opinion has nothing to do with them. Like they, they shouldn't like what, 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 like what are they doing? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that was good. It was good. And that's, that, that's one of my usual rants. You can ask my kids. Um, I'm sick of these barbers. <laughs> the, uh, the 10th amendment, this is the one that's sp- addressing the people in the States. So the powers not delegated to the United States by the constitution nor prohibited to it, uh, prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So it, we, we have it topsy-turvy. We have it completely backwards and upside mm-hmm. down uh, in our thinking culturally. Uh, we call it, we, it drives me crazy when, when our country is referred to as a democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It is not. A, now, there are democratic values. In other words, the people run the show. Yep. But we're a republic. Yeah. A, a democracy is majority rules, and that's yeah. the last thing you want. Yeah, that means everybody votes on everything. Right. And, and like, 
like you don't have any representative whatsoever. No, and you yeah. don't have private property rights. Yeah. You don't have private property rights. No. Why is that? Well, what if the majority says, I want that bike? Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you so, could all just vote and be like, that's mine now. Anybody that's got a bike, it now belongs to the people. Gotcha. Who are the people? It's those guys in charge. Gotcha. Gotcha. 10 So, so, uh, so then, uh, you know, Republic, you're represented, mm-hmm. and they're the ones making a decision, but they work for the people. Mm-hmm. And we've lost sight of that. And specifically in this constitutional republic with, uh, with layers, you have mm-hmm. people uh, running the state, and those same people now represent the, uh, the, that particular state yeah. at the federal level. I don't claim to be super knowledgeable about any of this, just kind of like a casual guy that, that likes to know a little bit. But typically, anything that the government takes over and runs doesn't do super well. That's why we have no. capitalism. And that's something that I always, that I, I was raised thinking about, talking about that, you know, you want to have these people that, you don't want them to take over that kind of stuff right. in general. And then that made, I was just going to ask you, did you ever see that quote? This is what makes me think people don't pay attention. Like they just say whatever they want. Did you see that guy that quoted Ronald Reagan's famous quote? And it was Ronald Reagan said, what are the 10 most scariest words or whatever? I'm from the government. I'm yeah. here to help. And this, this, uh, Democratic dude, he, re, he he said, I'd like to quote Ronald Reagan. He said, and he was like, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. But he was saying it in the opposite tone that oh, Reagan was saying it. Like he was meaning it. Like he was like, that's good. Ronald Reagan said it. And everybody yeah. was like, you just said it wrong. He was saying it's bad. You yeah. just quoted him and then stopped the quote. That's a scary thing. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you didn't listen to the first part of it and you just, you were like, I'll take the second half of that and just say it. So like, he was just like, I'd like to quote Ronald Reagan and I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And everybody was like, but that's not the quote. You just, that's a, that's a punchline to a joke. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just, <laughs> You didn't say the beginning, which was the 10 scariest words are this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, back to your, uh, your earlier question about, um, we were talking about political and if, it, if it's flipped, yeah. I think culturally we've just been lulled into this stupor. Yeah. Remember my quote several podcasts ago uh, about if you give the people bread and circuses, they will not revolt. Yep. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. But I think more and more are waking up. From my for my opinion, it feels like I, t- I talk to a lot more people that, and this is not like politically driven at all. This is just more people waking up to the fact that f- f- having freedom is very important. Yeah. Ha- having freedom to do what you want is very, very important. And that's from people that are any political party. Just be like, I never really thought about it, but this is super important. We right. need to like pay attention to what's going on with, with certain things. Why do you think uh, they're waking up? What do you think was the, pers- the catalyst for that? Well, I think there were people. So th- do you want me to go into the whole thing? Sure. Okay. So when Trump was in office, he was so, regardless of what you think of his policies or whatever, he was really polarizing. He just is a polarizing person and rubbed people the wrong way and was the opposite of what you would consider like a career politician. Just like not, you know, these guys are like polished and they speak a certain way and there's like this dance they have to do. Well, he was just like, I just going to do whatever I want at all times and whatever. And obviously he had some, you know, he did some really good things. Um, people were like, I'm, I just want somebody else in there. I don't care who it is. That's essentially what they were saying. Yeah. And then it got to be this point where they were like, okay, cool. You know, maybe I can take a breath. I have this old guy that is, is like, um, he's just like water. Like it's just a normal, like it's not threatening. It's yeah, just we can like, go back to normal. It's just a normal thing. And then what people realize, whatever political party you are, when COVID hit, if you had a business, a family run business, if you had 
family you wanted to see, if you had a loved one that passed away and you couldn't go see them, if you had all these things that you took for granted and all of a sudden somebody was telling you you couldn't do it, it was a really big deal. I was just talking to somebody about, um, I won't say who it was, but somebody just told me that they were like, I will, you can fire me if I don't go do this. Yeah. I, I will lose my job. I don't care. Not, you just can't do that. You cannot force me to do something. And I think that woke a lot of people up. Now there's still some people on, on, which is fine. They can think whatever they want, but you don't want to live in a place where you don't have any freedoms. No, you do not want to. And medical freedom is, uh, as we saw is a huge deal. Yeah. Because anything could be tied to your medical well-being. anything climate, the climate is now being tied to it. And it was reaching so many different facets of things. And like, um, I talked to people all the time that would ask me like what it was like in Alabama. I was like, we just kind of rolled on. Yeah. And they're like, what are you serious? And it's like, well, that's, you know, people, I just talked to a, a, a potential buyer of a house that I said, why are you moving to Alabama? And she kind of winked and she was like, you know why I'm moving to Alabama. <laughs> and, the, and I was like, oh, that's fair. Um, but it's not a, it's not a, like a st- stupid thing. Essentially what she's saying is I don't want anybody to tell me what I have to do. I want to yeah. be, I want to be, have freedom to do whatever I want to do. And it, you know, that's, that should be what it is. That should be what it is. I think that that hard line, now there's always going to be people that, you know, there's always going to be people that can't be wrong. So they won't say that they were wrong. That's just the way life is. Yeah. And it's, we're just on a huge scale right now. Cause it's a, you're just seeing them, a lot of people that won't admit they're wrong. Um, but I think it flipped a lot of people. And I think what you're seeing now in like the polls is really the reality of what, what that caused. Cause I think you're seeing a lot of people that were, I'm not really worried about the super far one way people are super far the other, but there's always going to be people that are on the fence yeah. that are flip flopping. They're not sure. And right. I think that flipped them the other way. They're like, well, I'd I think s- so too. I certainly want to have all my freedoms. I, I don't, I'm not really sure what the right answer is, but having all my freedoms sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So. It's uh, it's a sense. I think, uh, and we talked about this before that, I, and you just mentioned it, that the whole COVID episode woke people up to, um, the danger of a, of a government that can control everything that you do. Yeah. And it, it's frightening. It's especially in light of that central bank digital currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the idea of a digital currency. I'm not completely, uh, sold into it yet, mm-hmm. but a central bank controlled digital currency is more frightening than, uh, than the federal dollar that's now central yeah. and held by a private bank. It's yeah. just a reserve note. It's not, uh, it's not really money. Yeah. Uh, that frightens me. That now the bank can control every transition. If there's no more cash, yeah, you don't. That you definitely don't want that. No. That was something my dad, who's like, my dad was just on the on the outside of being like a mattress money guy. Like he just was on yeah. the cusp of like he just wasn't that, but like could have been easily. But he like when I had when we started getting debit cards, he was like, "That's how the government's going to control you." I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. You don't have cash. They can control all your money. Probably seemed silly at the time, and, didn't but, it? Well, you're like, Dad, you're being stupid. I yeah. can just go to the bank and take my money out. And and he's like, well, you you know, you, you you'll know, see. You'll, you'll see. That's <laughs> why I have that's why I have all this in case something happens. And you're just like, okay, it's stupid, Dad. You don't need to do that. Right. But now you're like, oh, that's, we should at least worry about it. I don't know if something's definitely going to happen, but we should at least be aware of it. You're right. Um, so it's like, you know, he was not wrong. He, no. he definitely, he wasn't a hundred percent right, but he's uh, with the, the central bank digital currency, which did you see Trump was just like, I will not let that yeah. happen. Everybody's like America. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. There's a bunch of, uh, that's the, the thing that's going on in Texas is not dissimilar. Like the people are waking up. And when I say the people, it's not just the U.S. It's over in Europe. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the protests over in Europe? The farmer protests? Where at? 
uh, Germany and France specifically. Also in the Dutch, they were, uh, yeah, the Dutch, they were. I want to say I heard something about the Dutch, but I don't remember what it was. That was some time ago. Now, so if you, do you track the World Economic Forum at all? I know what it is. So they, uh, they just had another. They're dangerous. uh, (laughs) Yeah. They are the height of danger. Yeah. they, a recent convention, and uh, I think they're scared, personally, because they they see what's going on. They see people waking up. Yeah. And that's the last thing that they want. So anyway, uh, slightly tied to that, on the build-up to the, uh, the World Economic Forum convention or whatever it is in uh, Davos, Switzerland, um, Germany was threatening to uh, raise diesel prices, mm-hmm. and they were also... Uh, in Germany and France, uh, raise diesel prices and restrict the amount of nitrogen produced uh, because of evil cows that are causing global warming mm-hmm. and all of our big farming yeah. that's causing global warming. Mm-hmm. Com- I'm going to completely set aside whether or not there actually is global warming. Okay. Uh, I'm going to set aside whether or not that humans can contribute to if there is global warming. Mm-hmm. I personally reject both of those notions, and I have legitimate reasons why, not just because some guy on the TV told me so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reject both of those, but set those aside for now. What they're telling the farmers is, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna restrict how much you can farm. Yeah, and that's their life. That's how they make their money. Right, and that's also the control of the food supply. Because mm-hmm. if these countries can't provide enough or uh, furnish enough food, specifically protein, which is the key ingredient to mm-hmm. what what we consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, our digestive systems are finely tuned to consume meat. Mm-hmm. And so um, th- they're protesting now because right. of the raisin diesel and this nitrogen business and any other fertilizers. So bottom line is they have shut down parts of their countries. I don't know if it's still going on like today, today, mm-hmm. but certainly this week you would see protests, uh, the little blurbs in the corporate media, but I generally speak it, don't get my news from there. Yeah. So a lot of the other places are highlighting like, hey, here's video of these farmers like blasting court, uh, government buildings with manure spreaders. <laughs> Let's go. And they're blocking highways and they're doing all this activity to raise awareness that this yeah. ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so they're, the governments uh, in France and Germany are starting to back off a little bit. I don't yeah. know if they backed off completely. I don't yeah. know where it sits right now. It doesn't take – this is this is a totally my opinion because I don't, I don't have any facts to base it. But I think if – I think the governments, like if you're talking about those, to, and then ours specifically, I think they showed a huge sign of weakness when, especially like when they were making the mandates that if you don't get, like this is just an example, if you don't get vaccinated and you're a government employee, you're fired. Mm-hmm. So they said that. They said, this is it. And they gave you a date. And they said, they by did. this date. I have one of those letters. Fired. So the guy I was talking about earlier was you. I just didn't want to say <laughs> that. So um, they gave a date. And then a bunch of people said, okay, fire me. And then businesses were like, well, if all these people, we can't do stuff for the government. We can't do stuff for you guys if all these people quit. And they balked. And to me, that's always a sign of weakness. That's a negotiation thing. The the person that balks, you lose. Right. So that means to me, if they do it again, like if these people back off on the farming thing in, in Germany and France, and then they try to reinstate it, these farmers are going to be like, remember last time? Yeah. We just made them back down. We'll just do that again. Right. But this time we'll do it more aggressively. Right. And this time we'll make sure they don't come back. It's like a bully. Yeah. It's a it, bully bows up on you and you punch yeah. him in the nose. And then he backs down. He backs down. So like every time they have to be like, you know that they're being careful. 
because they can't, they can't do that again, especially like, especially in the time of election for us, mm-hmm. like, cause all these people already stood up to them. They said, you can literally take away my livelihood. I will figure it out. Yeah. And, and they were like, okay, we were just joking. We were just kidding about that. And then, so to me, that's a huge, no matter what, that's a huge benefit that the people push the federal government back. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that to me is a, a pretty big deal. It is a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. And it, not only did they balk, but then later on, uh, recently, at least with the military, and I don't know about the federal government, federal employees, but the uh, military, now a court case is ruled they got a um, offer to bring them back. Nice. And, uh, and of course, with back pay and yeah. all that sort of thing. So it's this ugly situation. So now you have, um, there's a recruiting problem mm-hmm. uh, for the military. Personally, there are many factors that feed into a recruiting problem. Um, but I think one of the contributing factors is, hey, we, we told people to take an experimental um, treatment, mm-hmm. um, and then we made them do it. Otherwise, they were going to get kicked out. So why would I want to join the military? Yeah, that's right. Why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that gives people pause before they sign up to do stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think that's the main contributor. There, Of course, there are many other things. Sure. There's also the whole the woke policies, the, yeah. the DEI, there's all those sorts of things that are now starting to infect um, recruiting. Yeah. And uh, that's not a good thing. No, no, it's not. Especially if there's a lot of turbulence and there's, like we were just talking Plenty about with Texas, a lot of turbulence. Plenty of turbulence. But with turbulence comes opportunity. So I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm I'm hopeful. So a lot of the times we have these conversations and they're a little negative, like just like the, but this is hopeful because anytime you have somebody, this is the way it works. Anytime you have somebody pushing a, pushing back it doesn't have to be pushing back and like i'm not saying it like pushing back in a negative way i'm saying like just not going with the status quo right they're just not they're just not getting knocked over they're just not getting bullied they're just not doing this that's a good thing yeah because that's what we are that's what that's what america is right i mean so like those are all good like i when all that stuff happened with the with the, the vaccine and like i don't even care if you think you should get it or not my my point is is that as an American, no matter what your view is, you should be happy that there's people that are like, it's my right. Yeah. You cannot make me and stand up to the federal government because I promise you, if you're on the other side, there's going to be something that the federal government wants you to do. And you may want to stand up against that. And you're going right. to look to those people for, for advice or be like, Oh, those people did it. I can do it too. Yeah. Cause it is your right to do whatever, as right. long as it doesn't affect anybody else's rights. Right. Did the, um, I'll say one thing on that, and then I want to transition to one more facet of what we've been talking about. But uh, the numbers of people during our American Revolution, during that time, mm-hmm. you, know, you had a series of tea parties mm-hmm. uh, that were throwing the king's tea into the, 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 the ports and bays and stuff. The most notable one is in uh, Boston. I think that was December of 1774. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up on the 250th anniversary of, oh, of the Boston Tea Party. Of the Boston Tea Party. So um, there, that group of people, it wasn't like every citizen in, in the colonies was yeah. like ready to, to revolt. Uh, if you think about the time, uh, Great Britain, United Kingdom, was the superpower. Yeah. They had the, the biggest and best navy. They ruled the waves. Mm-hmm. The, the sun never set on the British Empire. And you had these 13 colonies with... Uh, mostly agrarian, mm-hmm. uh, some industrial base, and that's about it. Yep. And, uh, and you had a bunch of land available, but that's about it. It wasn't that that big. 
So you had not only the, the British subjects that were like pure British subjects, they were all British subjects as colonists, but you had the ones that were definitely, they were just there visiting or there uh, as tax collectors or whatever. But you had the loyalists, uh, the loyalists and Tories that were like, um, they didn't want to revolt. Yeah. They wanted nothing to do with it. So there was this weird dynamic of a very small bunch of rabble rousers mm-hmm. um, that overthrew that that rule by the British government yep. and went to war with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, and and that's not insignificant. And and uh, and but we need to remember that 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 we're the people. We're really the ones in charge. Yeah. And don't uh, you shouldn't look to the federal government as the answer to everything because we're we should be able to we are free people we should be able to rule ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the last thing, and that's tied to what we're talking about, is there's a whole lot of not, not a whole lot of talk, but there's some amount of talk, uh, and there's a lot of concern about civil war. Mm-hmm. And there's I hear some say, um, "Oh, that you know that's just great. Why don't we just leave uh, you know let California secede and all these other states that that uh, that they just want to leave and." Uh, and New York and all the others, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote blue states. Well, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, China would love it if there was a civil war. Yeah. Or if we allowed secession of California, because now how easy would it be for China to invade California? Yeah. It would be like you and I could do it in an afternoon, <laughs> let alone the largest standing army. Yeah. So so you have uh, California would, would now be a prime, it'd be ripe for, for the taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so now China has a a, a good footprint mm-hmm. uh, in the in the area known as a continental United States, yeah. and that'd be a bad thing. And, and we don't want to lose this republic. We yeah. want to retain the republic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of, everybody says that every election, right? Don't you think? Like, don't you feel like that happens that comes every up. time? Like, there's always dissension. Like, there's always some. like, if this guy gets in, I'm I'm out, or like whatever. Like, it, my favorite is uh, this may be just a joke to end it, like or funny, but like, did you hear all the uh, Famous people that are like, if Trump wins, oh, yeah. how many times have I'm, they said that? And, but the best part is, I was like, good, yeah, like go ahead, where, goodbye. Where are you going to go, Canada? Let me quote uh, Curly Bo, Curly Joe, uh, or no, Curly Bill from Tombstone. Yeah. Well, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they say that all the time because they think they hold some power. It's like, listen, if your guy did the best job, he would win. Yeah. That, isn't that what it boils down to? That's it. I mean, I feel like that's that's it. If you could boil it down to the simplest terms. And I mean, so that's what it is. I wasn't excited about a Joe Biden presidency, but no, I didn't. I, wasn't. I, I mean, didn't threaten to leave because where are you going to go? Yeah, I mean, where are you going to go to Canada? This is the last best hope, and there's more tyranny up in Canada. Yeah, there's tyranny all over the place. Yeah. We all have to. So the the biggest thing is that nobody is willing to have open lines of communication anymore and like listen to other people talk. Right. And then end the conversation on it's it's totally okay to disagree on a topic. Right. It's totally cool. And we can be friends after. Right. But that's not the case now. It's like, you have to hate somebody. And that's not the way it was. You know, I think, I feel like when I was growing up, you had, your parents were friends with both political parties and they would just, you know, they'd be like, let's leave politics out of it. It's just like a a voting thing. And they, it was values that they had different, but now it's like, they can't even have a conversation. I think, uh, culturally, I think that's been, um, I think we're driven to that yeah. by by propaganda. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that we have yeah. the social media that just, like, people will get in these echo chambers and they just yeah, dwell right. in the echo chambers. It, it, I know it won't happen or it can't, not that it can't happen, but, like, somebody like RFK, who's an, actually an independent, mm-hmm. 
I think it would toss things. It doesn't have to be him specifically, but it tosses things on its head. If somebody like him could win. Yeah. Because then it's like, it doesn't have to be one of the, it could just literally be whoever the best choice is. Right. It doesn't matter regardless. Like, like let's just get the guy in that, that is the best for the job and then not worry about this or this, who, who, you know, the most people that support him, all this kind of stuff. And, um, that's Thomas Jefferson always said a two party system would never work. Yeah. So, and he was right. Uh, George Washington warned against the parties okay. because they'd be beholden to their their party rather than their uh, voters. Oh, maybe Thomas Jefferson said there should be a revolution every four years or eight years or 16 years. Uh, or like that. I can't remember. It, it wasn't that small of a number, but he did say that there yeah. should be. Uh, and I heard Biden misquote Jefferson because Jefferson said that the, the tree of liberty is uh, watered with the blood of and and he. Jefferson's quote was the blood of tyrants. Yeah. But he said something else and it totally ruined the meaning, the yeah. true meaning of that it, thing. So yeah, they're, they're pretty good at saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah it's almost it. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like just fumbling through whatever. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the uh, podcast today and our topic on what's going on in Texas. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, Dusty. It was, I learned a lot already. So yeah. It's good. So, uh, so do your research. Uh, this podcast will be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, check out what's going on in Texas. Follow the convoys and what they're doing. Uh, don't watch it on the corporate media. You're, that's a, uh, my opinion. That is nothing but propaganda. Uh, so you got to dig around a little bit. But, uh, but check out what's going on in Texas and, uh, and keep watching what's going on um, in the world. It's interesting times. Very interesting. Let's hope for the best. Oh, it's going to work out good. I, I agree. Yeah, people are waking up. Yeah, and that's exciting. Yeah, that's a good thing. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, Adam. Yep. We'll uh, we will see you next time. See you guys next time.